Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? It's everyone's favorite time of the week, time for the sports card strategy show. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. As always, I have my main man, Kendall, the lefty McKee. What's up, brother? How you doing? What's up, man? Just the rock music to start off a Monday. Nothing like some good rock music that we're all familiar with. Welcome to those of you who are not familiar with the rock music. We've got new listeners popping out of the woodworks every week. Welcome to the loyal audience members and the new listeners. Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by NoOffSeason.com and our sponsors of today's show. First of all, Graybo's Sports Cards in Richmond, Virginia. Great shop, brand new shop opened in Richmond, Virginia. We'd like all of you anywhere near that area to check them out. Or you can go to graybo'scards.co and check out what they've got online. And then, of course, let's not forget about Bob's Card Market, the Discord. Can't forget. Uh, the official Discord channel of the Sports Card Strategy Show. Check them out. They've always got great stuff going on over at Bob's Card Market. And then, of course, Lefty. We have been updating you, especially you've been, you've been killing it. Lefty's been bringing the knowledge on the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. Everybody get the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com premium free for a year. Don't forget how to do it. Email me at paul at nooffseason.com to find out how. And as always, we've got a jam packed show for today. Chad Gill is in the waiting room. He's going to come in, tell us how to flip to fund your PC, and then he's going to take our audience questions. But first, of course, we've got our L of the week, W of the week, who we're buying, who we're selling. Good morning to everyone. Connor Doherty's in the house. He knows what's up. He submitted a Connor McDavid play that we're going to talk about in the audience Q&A section. Man, we haven't talked about him in a while. I know. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, oh, my shoes, of course. The loyal oh my shoes and a special teaser for the sports card strategy show and tell show premiering this Thursday. You will all figure out oh my shoes's actual name for the first <laughs> time ever. So get excited for that. He's on the show on Thursday. Brian Steeler 714. Good morning to you, Bowman brother, as well. And uh, yep. Shoes is classic line. Let's listen to two dudes talk about flipping cards and three dudes actually, because Chad Gill's in the house. Um, lefty, let let's let's get over to you. Anything yeah, you want? Anything you want to you want to talk about before your L of the week, or should we jump right into your L of the week? No, man, I had a I had a great weekend. Um, just starting over, um, and. Had a lot to. I have freaking butt ton to do this week, but I'm starting it off with a good podcast about sports cards, and that really sets the tone for me. You know, like coming in here, you know, chatting it up, laughing with you guys, just talking about something that that I'm passionate about. It's a good time. But Easter weekend was fun, hanging out with the family, um, and uh, we ended it last night with a around a fire outside. It was fun, so. Good, good. We hope all of you had a good Easter weekend, Passover weekend too, I think. Um, hopefully everyone got to spend some good time with their uh, their loved ones. And uh, Lefty, do you have something you want to tell us about just breaks? I do, bro. Like, finally I'm able to talk about this. It's been super, 
exciting and coming for a long time. But now Paul doesn't have to go on a rant about 15 pages long about what all I'm doing. Uh, I officially, um, T and I, rebranded to Just Breaks and officially came underneath the Just Baseball brand. So Wild Cards Box Breaks is officially Just Breaks. And we are underneath officially the Just Baseball brand. Um, so my breaking company and card company is officially under JustBaseball.com. So pretty exciting. You guys go give us a follow. Uh, we are we had to start our Twitter over because um, uh, Elon did not like that we wanted to rebrand our Twitter. So we had to start a new one. Um, and he personally so, contact you and tell you that or yeah he was like hey okay. this is too much too much we can't have a, we can't be having this so uh so we had to start it over so just underscore breaks on twitter if you guys go give us a follow and we're giving away a spot in our break um, so go give us a follow and retweet that and we have a couple spots left so all right, I'm going to go follow cuz I didn't even know that so breaking news just underscore breaks on twitter Good stuff. All right, Lefty. Um, let's talk about your L of the week. Jump right into it. What was what was bad last week for you? Well, it happened yes yesterday, I believe. But uh, the L of the week has to be O'Neill Cruz sliding into home and breaking his ankle. Like, has to be the worst timing ever. I've been to so last year. I was super excited for the Pirates to come to Cincinnati, so I could see O'Neill Cruz in person. And he hit the disabled list, like, or or they sent him back down or something right before the game, like literally tw- like an hour before the game. So I didn't get to see him in person. So I'm going to St. Louis this weekend to watch the Cardinals play the Pirates, and I was going to see O'Neill Cruz again in person. I was like, or or for the first time in person. And now he breaks his ankle sliding into home with a bench clearing brawl happening you know he's laying on the ground the rest of the team is just like fighting about just bull crap but unfortunately this is bad for for the hobby it's bad for the pirates they were on a really they were a hot streak it's cool for a young team to be in the top 10 power rankings in in a young season in baseball he was playing great his exit velocities were incredible luckily you know we had gotten out of him at this point but um, the good part of this L of the week, if there's any silver lining, is this might be a time you can re-enter the O'Neill Cruz market. Yeah, I was wondering your thoughts on that because, um, I mean, do you think that will happen after after a little while, or do you think it would be um, like you think it'd be now? Like, I mean, what you because you've got a lot of experience with this, right? And I and I do too now as well. And some sometimes like after a player gets injured or there's some sort of bad news about a player for one reason or another, it'll it'll happen right away. And some but sometimes it'll take a while before you want to buy back in. Like the pricing will will stand pat for at least a few days or a week. Yeah, the, here's what I would recommend. I would recommend waiting unless. For one situation, the poor, unfortunate souls that had their cards on auction this week before the injury happened. And so their auctions are live right now. So I don't know if there's any O'Neill Cruz Bowman Chrome Autos out there that are live on auction right now. But I would go just sprinkle on those, see if they, you know, see if they end up going lower than they should. Um, 
and you might be able to snipe one right there because people are backing out of the auction. You know, they're not interested in the auction. So does that make sense? Um, and then later on, probably, you know, five, six weeks from now, uh, get interested in some of his cards. He This rehab is going to be, it's going to be long and it's going to be brutal, unfortunately. And he's not going to be able to run on it. You know, like he's just, it's going to take him a while to get back to full strength, um, unfortunately. So he might miss a good portion of the 2023 season. Okay. Actually, could you clarify what you're talking about? So the auctions right now, what would the strategy be? Would it be to to try and like snipe those auctions because of the news? Yeah. So people would have, you know, were selling Bowman or, or they were selling O'Neill Cruz because he was playing well. Right. So I'm assuming there is some, I haven't actually looked at this, but I'm assuming there's live auctions of O'Neill Cruz right now that people are backing out of because they're like oh this card was yep. for sale but now um now he's injured so i have a i have a feeling that you guys could go in there snipe those bowman chrome autos like for this one right here there's a new listing that somebody put up uh looks like they, they put it up yesterday unfortunately there's six days left there's $111 left on his out of 49 or there's $111 or six days left out of his out of 49 uh, raw auto. I would yeah. imagine that that is going to sell for under what they would have a week ago yep. because of this injury, but the auction is still already live. And I'm assuming that this person is still going to keep the auction live uh, because they, I, I always assume the best in people. So, Here's a yeah, PSA I was nine. Say that too. I wonder if that person's gonna yeah. take that down. But eBay does, as far as I have experienced, eBay will penalize you for doing that when you have bids already, or even sometimes watchers. Uh, I've seen, you know, the, at least in my account, there's been a message like a warning that you might be penalized if you do that. Okay, here we go. Nobody that's listening to this show. Uh, follow me because i don't want you to outbid me on this um here is a sgc 9.5 it is a chad special o'neill cruise auto for 50 bucks i'm going to enter 75 bucks is it the 2016 with his name misspelled the first bowman yes all right everybody go go outbid kendall right now just kidding yeah. no let lefty get it and then it'll be his win of the week. I don't know, sometime next year when O'Neill Cruz is back hitting hitting bombs and lefty can flip it. All right, cool. Well, that's a good that's a good one. I'm gonna go into my L now. Um and this is weird. So uh I bought a Michael Jordan 1990 Fleer base 26, uh wanting to pull the Chad Gill special play of the green CSG 9.5 slab, the old one, um, the gem mint. And I paid a total, including like all in, including including tax and shipping, $137.43. Because in PSA 10, this card sells for around $250 recently. And it's Michael Jordan, and it's just a good, it's just a good move. Um what happened was the card, like, this is kind of weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in a weird way. Like, I 
as of literally while Kendall was talking about his O'Neill Cruz L of the week, did not have the card completely lost. It said in the, it said it was delivered Thursday, March 30th. Today is Monday, April 10th. So this would have been when I went to mint collective, it was delivered. When I got home from mint collective, there were a few other cards that had been delivered that I had ordered. Not this one. I didn't realize that it was lost and I didn't have it until Friday, this past Friday, uh, which was, I don't know, April 7th, right? So on Friday, April 7th, I realized that I don't have this card. So I go through the process of letting eBay know that I don't have the card yet. So that opens up a case at this point. But it says the item was delivered in the mailbox on March 30th. It has two different tracking numbers, one that ends in uh, 22819 and then one that ends in 7136. And I realized like sometimes this could potentially happen, right? Because like if I guess if you're printing up a label at home, you can maybe like if you buy a label at home, it'll automatically add the tracking and then maybe for whatever reason... If you drop it off at the post office later, you determine with the person that it needs another label. I don't know. So I didn't, I thought this was weird, but I didn't think too much of it. I was like, well, okay, two different tracking numbers. Maybe they misentered it, entered in another one. eBay has both. This one ending in 7136 gets to my house, but I don't have it. So for those of you, I'm curious. The reason I bring this up as my L of the week more than anything is to educate the audience that this can happen, but also for me to learn and for the rest of the audience to learn who hasn't had this happen, are there people in the audience, including Kendall as the co-host, who have had this happen, right? Because I, I, go, th- so I go through the, I'm super confused. I go through the process. The process basically says on eBay, ask your neighbors if they have it. Check around your property to see if it's on your property somewhere. Check with your with the people that you live with to see if they got the mail and they put it somewhere. Like literally this is what it says on eBay. So I do all of that. I check with the neighbors and my wife, all this stuff. Nobody has it. Nobody has it. I literally walk up and down my street and ask all of my neighbors if they have it. Cause it's a $137 card. And I want the, I, I want to profit and come back to chat and be like, you were right. You're the man. I, I made money on this card. So I'm thinking, so I, I call the uh, post office. The post office says, look, uh, it was delivered to the wrong address. Um, It was our mistake. And we're going to try to figure out where it is and get it back to you. I call eBay. eBay says you're covered under the buyer guarantee so you can get your money back. But I'm thinking, I guess that's good news, but that sucks for the seller because if I get my money back, then the seller gets screwed. And I'm thinking as a seller... I'm I'm thinking deeper into this, right? As a seller, if this happens to me, that would suck. So I ask eBay and eBay says, you should take videos and pictures of all of your shipments and upload them to the message to the seller so that you have proof. And I'm thinking, this is a little bit crazy. Like this is a little bit yeah. overboard, right? So I'm thinking, do you guys ever do this? I've never had anyone send me like proof of a picture or a photo that they shipped the card. 
So anyway, all this stuff's happening. I think it's all legitimate to talk about this, but I do want to give you guys an update on my L of the week. It's not so much an L anymore because literally as Kendall was telling me about O'Neill Cruz, my wife comes down and smacks this on my desk and it is the, the shipment. So I now have the Michael Jordan card <laughs> literally as of, as of like five minutes ago. Don't feel bad for me. I have it. But let's discuss this just real quick. Now that it's a non-issue, could this actually be an issue, Lefty? Like, has, th- has anything like this ever happened to you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it has happened to me. Um, I, I do actually send pictures um, to people. Uh, the, uh, I send the label and everything to the, to the people in the eBay chat. I'm actually real responsive as a seller. Um, since I don't sell, since I don't sell like, you know, hundreds a week you know i usually have five to ten if i'm if i have a lot of cards posted i respond a lot quite a bit with the person um the rating is really important to me and so uh i've got five stars right now but i send a lot of pictures and stuff and just make the person feel you know if they're buying cards from me i want them to feel like i am a legitimate like businessman i don't want them yeah. to have any speculation about like well i wonder if this dude's a sketchy ebay or not you know i don't want to give them any benefit of the doubt so i just go hard on making sure that they know exactly uh what they're getting into but on the other side um i have had two packages um lost slash stolen from my house and i never got them um and what and then, did you do? Did you um? Did you just eat that, or did you get like what ended up happening with that? I got my money back. You got your money back. Okay, so then what happens with? Do you know what happens with the seller? Because I I kept asking the eBay person, and he kind of just kept telling me like, "Well, you're covered by the guarantee. I can't really tell you what's going to happen with the seller, but I didn't want the seller to be penalized if I got my money back." Do you know what happened in that case? Um, I I don't. Um, but I have I had other people, other friends of mine that their cards got lost and depending on the shipment price sometimes ebay just covers it rather than asking the money back from the seller um just but it just depends on i think a couple of things they probably have their own algorithm and stuff about you know the has this ever happened to this seller before blah 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 you know things like that yeah i kind of want to close this case live on the uh live on the sports card strategy show um, because the seller did um, did respond. And I was, I was going to be cool about this either way, but I'm going to go ahead and say the item arrived uh, and close the request. And I'm going to take lefty's advice. Everybody, I am going to start um, doing the, and eBay's advice, eBay and lefty say, take videos. Take, I mean, it doesn't have to be a video, take photos, take some kind of video evidence that you are um, that you are in fact shipping this card, and I like I like what Lefty's saying. Like, do it as a good business move, um, but also like CYA, you know, uh, cover yourself just in case. Because I would, as much as I, it's almost like as much as I hate to lose 138 bucks, I could have got my money back. I would much I would much rather hate to be on the other end where I'm shipping the card and then I have really no recourse over it, even though I know I honestly shipped the card to the person. Um, sounds like, you know, 
guys in the comments, thanks for commenting. Sounds like some of this kind of stuff has, has kind of happened to you. Southern soccer idiot. Good to see you on the show. Um, he says he's never gotten photo proof of a shipment for a purchase, but he always provides a pic of the envelope with the address of the buyer and then a photo of the package once it has the shipping label. Love that. So he's, he's right there with Lefty. And uh, Shoes says he's had some action figures he was selling get lost and call and the post office located it. So I'll, I'll have to find out later, like, did, did a neighbor drop this off to my wife? And then, she, and then that's why I have it. Uh, the, the nice lady from the post office did actually uh, say that she would help me track this down as well. So, um, all right, let's move on to the uh, W of the week. Lefty, what you got for your W of the week, man? Man, there, there's a lot of good stuff coming out. Uh, you know, the, I have more wins than I do losses, which is not every week. Um, but I think my small ones uh, are that FCC is top of the East. You know, uh, I know that you love me talking about the MLS and my uh, and my favorite franchise in the MLS. But uh, the the best part about this team right now, if I can just have a second, is that we are not putting goals in the back of the net like our our attacking front is just not playing well and we're still winning games because of how strong the defensive structure has been and this is this just in roman salentano is our keeper i guess this not just in but this is just in since i uh wrote this on our on our to-do list here roman salentano is the keeper for fc cincinnati he was the number two pick in the super draft out of indiana um, one of three keepers that has ever been drafted in the first two picks. One of them was Brad Guzan, which we know is the United or one of the former United States men's national team keepers. And the other one is Andre Blake, who was, who is, uh, Jamaica's keeper. And so, uh, Roman Celentano was the third Roman Celentano has not had a card yet. And we saw how Gaga Slanina, we were able to make some significant money on getting his cards early. Well, Tops now just dropped a um, a card of Roman Celentano. I bought one for five dollars, so I'm not saying you guys should go out there and do that because he's only been invited to one United States Men's National Team camp. I do believe that he will um, he'll play significant games in the future for the national team. He's not going to be the goalie number one. Gaga is going to be the goalie number one for a long time, uh, but. You know, there will be some opportunities where Roman's going to get his opportunity to show what he is capable of in a United States kit. And this is his first card that Tops has ever produced. So I went ahead and bought some of them uh, and probably a small profit and just because he's an FCC player. But it's an opportunity that I consider a win of the week. Um, also, the Thunder made the playoffs pretty wild. You know, I think. We'll talk more about that in our sales of the week, but I think that's pretty cool for me. But I think the card stuff that's the win of the week is not only just breaks, so go follow just underscore breaks, but Bowman Baseball is coming out very soon and has a super strong checklist. And there's a guy that I have been interested in in this checklist that, I mean, there are people that are talking about him, but he doesn't seem to be the one that people are chasing which is great for our audience, which means they can go snipe these guys in breaks and auctions because I believe that he is going to be 
um, a stud. But Spencer Jones of the New York Yankees is going to be an absolute stud. Right now, he's comping that like statistically and or and his makeup and what we're looking at in terms of his swing pattern and stuff. I know this sounds crazy, but it's a makeup of Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. And if the and if he ends up getting to the majors with that profile, this dude's going to be incredible. So Spencer Jones, everybody. You heard it here first on the Sports Card Strategy Show. Lefty McKee dropping the knowledge. We've got a soccer card strategy show coming up this Wednesday. And then next Wednesday, we're going to have a baseball card strategy show. It's going to be the lefty show, basically. So get ready for that. I know Brian Steeler 714 is going to be tuned in to the baseball card strategy. He better be after he's been asking for it for weeks. And we won't have Aram Layton on that one, Brian, but that's a great suggestion. Brian yeah. says... uh He's pitching us on getting Aram Layton uh, from JustBaseball.com. Says you guys would freaking kill it. Kendall can make this happen. Kendall and I will probably have to stalk Aram. Uh, yeah, I can try to make this happen. from both from both ends, but yeah. we can we can probably. I would actually I would say Brian that the best way we could probably make this happen is in July at the national scheduling some time with Aram and actually recording it at the national and then streaming it like right after that. Yeah. So we'll, we'll shoot for that as a worst case scenario, but I'm really, really glad you mentioned that. And I do agree that that would be amazing. And greeny green adds giddy up. So giddy up, baby. Good stuff. Lefty uh, Spencer Jones, everybody. That's a, a great, Great tip from Lefty there. He always brings it strong. My win of the week is this Jordan Lawler flip that I made. I bought a 2021 Bowman Draft Auto, non-refractor auto raw for 190 in an eBay auction several months ago. December. December is when I bought it. So this is what I talk about timing, right? This was a full year after this release came out. Lefty and I kind of always hammered that point so that the market has settled in December when no one's really hype on sports cars at all, let alone baseball. And $19 grading fee sold for $237.50. So I made $28.50 on this. I'm okay with that. If I'm making money, I'm okay with it. If I'm making between $20 and $30, I'm pretty pumped, especially because this got a PSA 9. I really thought it was going to gem. It didn't. Came as a nine, thought I might lose money on it. Actually made almost 30 bucks. So um, pretty good, okay man. with that one. I'm glad that you, I, I mean, anytime you can make money on a nine, you know, that's always like, that's always really great. I I, I remember the, the great days when the PSA eight was what we were shooting for to break even from with raw cards, but that's just not the case anymore. And yeah, if you get a nine, you're risking losing money. Yeah, and unfortunately. That's uh that's that makes it tough. That that makes it even all the more important that we've got our guy Chad Gill in the waiting room backstage, ready to come on real quick. We're gonna get to him soon. First, who we're buying. I'm gonna go first on this one, and I'm gonna talk about a few guys that I'm buying in a particular play. Um, John Morant in particular. I, I, I'm not recommending necessarily buying basketball cards right now because it is the start of the NBA playoffs, but I do see some deals with John Morant uh, still kind of people are still, I think a little bit hesitant to put their money into him due to his off the court issues recently this season, but he is still John Morant. 
And I want to talk about also a little feature that I added to nooffseason.com. So I thought it would be a good idea when I am recommending buying guys at nooffseason.com. I am now, as of the last few days, adding the top sports card deals and or featured listings to their profile. I figured this would be a natural extension into helping the nooffseason.com audience just go and get the cards that we recommend. So I'm linking from the profile page directly into the card deals that I think are most of the time the best ones to buy. And so uh, this rookie penmanship auto, I think is the one, yeah, this is the one that I think is a good, is a good buy right now. Although there's one cheaper. So for $5.99 in an HGA 9.5 with really solid subgrades, all 9.5s and a 10 edges, uh, John Morant rookie penmanship auto is listed for $599 or best offer. Um, the seller has turned down to my most recent offer of $500. I figured I would kind of leave this one open to the audience here because I do think this one is a good buy, um, especially because uh, it's selling for much higher in a PSA 10. Speaking of that, I think that uh, Giannis, there's a, there's a Giannis buy here that I wanted to throw out there. Not an easy card to track down as I have tried doing it several times over the weekend, but uh, SGC 10 Giannis 2013 hoops base. Chad talked about the red back. This is, this is just the base, not the red back. Um, in PSA in P in SGC 10 is selling typically for between 225 and $250 in PSA 10, 340. So there's an opportunity there. Um, also the SGC nine, five selling for 170. I did get one of those for 170 over the weekend. It was actually was delivered directly to my house. I didn't have to track it down from the neighbors. Uh, and then of course selling, uh, for 340 in PSA 10. So I like that. Some other uh, buys, Shadur Sanders, Kendall made that play. I still think his Onyx Auto is a good buy. Um, some other guys, Traylon Burks. Uh, I'm not going to steal uh, Lefty's Thunder. I do think Bryce Harper, Colt Keith, Vlad Guerrero, Saka, Brett Beatty, Josh Allen still. There's a couple, there's, there's a lot of them at nooffseason.com. So I'm pulling those from nooffseason.com. And I don't want to steal Lefty's Thunder on the on his buy of the week. So Lefty, I'm gonna pass it over to you. Yeah, I have two sports we're working with, and naturally you guys know that I'm a big fan of soccer and a big fan of baseball. I have two buys from each sport uh this week and they might surprise or i guess three buys from one and and they might surprise you on one of the sports but one of the sports that we are going with this week is uh let me let me get my uh profile uh up here here we go so one of my buys of this week one of my favorite buys actually right now is alex morgan i think the united states women's national team is going into this world cup cycle as the favorite and I haven't seen that reflected in the cards yet. There's a couple of buys that we've been making over the last year. We've talked about Rose Lavelle at times. We've talked about Trinity Rodman, who I'm who I'm officially saying is a buy today. So I, I am saying three girls uh, or three women are buys today in something you should be looking at. Alex Morgan is my primary one because she's the GOAT right now on this team. Uh, like she's the one that's going to carry this team. She's uh, in her early thirties. She's where she is, where she 
Abby uh, Wambach was on the team when Alex Morgan was coming up. And Abby was the person who was like leading this team to World Cups. Then it ended up being Rapino. But I think um, Alex is the one that's leading this team now, which is incredible to watch primarily, especially for me who I've watched like two whole cycles of, of youth development come through the United States women's national team. Now Alex is leading Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman and others into um, the next generation of United States women's national team. So that is who I have as my buy of the week, Alex Morgan primarily and Sophia Smith secondarily um, because and, and then Trinity Rodman as well. Trinity Rodman strictly because she's a forward with name recognition. Um, and I think she will get hype from auxiliary plays, no matter if she uh, is successful or not. Alex Morgan, because she's like the, um, the, the person on this team that I believe will be the captain. I believe she'll score the most goals. She'll take the penalties probably. Um, stuff like that. But Sophia Smith could be, and we've talked about her quite a bit uh in the past, but Sophia Smith could be a person that takes the reins of the scoring title on this, uh, on this team going forward because of the unfortunate in, uh, unfortunate injury last week, um, uh, to Mallory Swanson as she, um, just really wrecked her knee and, and is, and we're praying for a quick recovery for Swanson, but Sophia Smith and Trinity Rodman will benefit from one less striker, being on the field um and i i believe you'll see these three women score a bunch of goals in the world cup and uh they're all three investments that i think we should be making as a uh, as no offseason.com and sports card strategy show content i think all three of them are great buys you can buy uh, uh you know different levels and different types of their cards they all have different ones i would recommend um, for Sophia Smith and for Trinity Rodman that you look for their Parkside cards. Um, they're pretty unique and they have their NWSL kits on, um, which is their club kits. And uh, interestingly enough, Sophia Smith plays for the Portland Thorns, who Alex Morgan came up playing for as well. So pretty unique and, and cool situation there with Sophia. Uh, but Alex Morgan has tons of cards. I actually sniped an incredible auto of hers last week so i am putting my money where my mouth is and i've got a nice let's see uh see if i can do this i have nice obsidian auto of Ooh, alex morgan nice. here and uh she's stunning on the field off the field um, the card is looking incredible um, she's one of my favorite united states women's national players of all time and i was able to get a, an auto before the world cup so those well, are fun. Those are the soccer buys, um, but my baseball buys are different and probably names that you are more aware of. I think there's two guys that have entered this season in buying windows right now, and it's guys that you're probably not expecting. You're expecting me to go deeper. Two guys right now that are underplayed and undervalued. For $1,000 around there, you can buy a wander franco auto or a bobby witt jr auto for around four figures and low four figures these guys are incredible both of them are unstoppable bobby witt jr specifically gets so much hate just because he's on the royals because this royals team is not successful yet they will be successful and he will be successful they have entered by windows for if you have um that sort of margin in your in your portfolio i would imagine i would uh, recommend you guys go out and get 
some autos of Bobby Witt Jr. and and Wander Franco for the same reasons. Both of them are studs. They both are incredible players and they deserve attention. And they both have come off of pretty significant buying hype windows. So we saw the whole market go towards both of these guys uh, last year and two years ago. And everybody's forgotten about them because they're going towards Bowman 23. They're Bowman. They're going towards guys like Drew Jones. They're going guys like Jackson holiday. We're seeing markets of, of prospects get inflated like they were. And then we also saw Wando or Wando wander uh, have a million and a half cards come out, go get his Bowman Chrome autos or go get his, even his Bowman Chrome first in a color, I believe is investable. Um, and I just updated his card profile at nooffseason.com. And I was so excited to get that one out because I really believe this is an opportunity for our viewers uh, and people in our network to profit big off of a guy who nobody's paying attention to, who I believe will be an all-star this year. I will believe I believe that he the, that the Rays will win the East this year and Wander will be a reason why they win the East and they make a deep postseason run. Everybody hates to hate the Rays. But they are incredible. And Wander Franco is a ball player. Like he's so good. And people are, the hype cycle's gone from him. Therefore, when the hype cycle's gone, we buy big. We buy big at Sports Card Strategy Show. So those are my two or five buys of the week. Uh, uh, the soccer plays for the United States Women's National Team with the World Cup coming up. And then Wander Franco and Bobby Witt Jr. Um, I would say Wander Franco primary first because of. Uh, his team is better, um, but you might find some better deals on Bobby Witt Jr. because his team is cheeks right now. So, yeah, I love. I got so hype when I read your submission of the Wander Franco update at nooffseason.com. So, everybody definitely needs to go read that nooffseason.com. Click on the baseball card rankings and click on Wander or slash Wander dash Franco. Uh, go check that out. I think that's a great call by Lefty couple things that uh, our guy Chad Gill submitted to me. One is Odell Beckham Jr. Um, obviously, he just signed yesterday with the Baltimore Ravens. It was reported on a one-year $18 million deal. So Chad submitted some data around his 2014 Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10. Was down a little bit as of yesterday, but expect that to pick back up on the news. Just something to monitor could be a buy, but it also could be something to avoid right now if there are some hype spikes based on that news. Another one Chad brought to my attention is Andrew Wiggins. This is a great call. He's finally back on the court after missing basically half the games this season due to personal reasons with the Golden State Warriors. Did now it ever come out why he was out? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. I think it's kind of a kind of a mystery as to why he was out. Just said personal reasons. You can see in the chart here from market movers that this card's down quite a bit. His 2014 select concourse PSA 10 uh, down about 18%. Sorry, down about six, uh, 60%, down about $18. And uh, current price of $12 for a PSA 10, Andrew Wiggins. I think that's a uh, that's a huge opportunity heading into this playoff run where Golden State has a chance to win it with Wiggins on the court if they can get it all together. So I think that's a good call by Chad there. We're going to bring him in in a second. He's in the waiting room. 
couple other nuggets. So now to who we're selling, I'm going to go first here. Uh, some of this information is straight up from Lefty McKee and his player write-ups. But as I was updating the player write-ups at nooffseason.com, I realized there's some guys that fall into the conversation of baseball where it is the time to sell them. And I think Jordan Walker is one of them. Absolutely. Uh, selling Jordan Walker, I think right now makes a ton of sense. He's just been up across the board since he made his major league debut, but how well will he play is a huge, is a huge question. We talk about this a lot. The other guy is uh, Anthony Volpe. And I think that, uh, you know, him potentially uh, not living up to the hype is a very real possibility. So I think right now is a great time to sell him. And then, and then a, con a confusing one to me, that I just want to throw out there is Shohei Otani. And here's why. I think we all think he's a buy. I think we all think that he is someone that can be in your sports card investment portfolio over the long term. But if you own an Otani card that is up significantly due to the start of the baseball season and all of the Otani hype, not a horrible idea to crystallize some of those profits. Mm. Lefty, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I just want to emphasize the context here because I'm, I'm not saying that he's not a buy at all times. If you can get a good deal on him, I believe in him probably as the number one baseball player for the long term. And I do believe that I think he's going to have the most opportunities to crystallize profits. So I'm not saying you have to do it now, but I am reminding everybody that in regards to Shohei, we are in a baseball hype cycle. If you look at your investment portfolio and you own Otani cards that are just up a lot, like 20 to 50%, I would probably sell them and then buy back in later. But what do you think? No, yeah, I think um, I actually listed some of my Otani cards or like in February. I listed some of my PSA 10 um, Shohei cards, like rookie cards and stuff for like 40% over what they were selling for. And... Um, I, just, I don't want to get rid of them, but I listed them, if that makes sense. And one sold this week for, and it wasn't best off, or wasn't like somebody submitted an offer. They just bought it 40% over the price of what it was sold for, you know, four months ago. And so, unfortunately, I packaged up my Shohei. I kissed him on his way out, you know, like, <laughs> we love Shohei. But uh, I'm always, I, you know what I love more? 40% margin, you know, yep. so. Uh, I do, too. Welcome in Chad Gill now. Chad, what do you think? Do you agree with us on, on what we're talking about with Otani? Yeah. Um, I'm always a believer you take the profits when they're there. Buy yeah. high or sell high, buy low. All right, great. Well, Chad Gill is in the house with Kendall and I now. We're going to move along in the show and uh, – <laughs> Leave it to Chad for a minute here. Chad, uh, it is now time to tell us how to flip to fund our PCs. What do you got for us this week, man? All right. Well, <clears throat> I thought that uh, we've, we've been talking, or I've been talking a lot about baseball, basketball, football, and there are other sports card strategy show listeners that uh, have sports other than the main three. So I brought three flips this week that have nothing to do with baseball, basketball, or football. Um, I do want to I, I do want to say this because I've had a few people reach out to me with the that, that have not had very good success uh, trying to flip the nine five to a ten 
Uh, they have not had the same type of success that I've had. Uh, and they've lost a little bit of money. Uh, and I've had a few not so nice uh, things like, hey, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> um, but first of all, it's a risk, right? We all know that th th this, is a, this is a bit of a gamble. It's a risk. You try and play the odds. But I want to, with the three that I'm going to do today, I, I just want to make sure that everybody understands. Uh, and I've done this with you, Paul, with a couple of the text messages that we've had back and forth as well, right? I want to make sure that I do the research to where my, my, my basement floor is low, but my ceiling is high. Yeah. Try and mitigate the risk as much as you can. So if you do lose money, it's very minimal. But if you make it, you're making bank if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so the first one I want to talk about uh, in honor of your golf card strategy show um, is a Tiger Woods 2001 upper deck. Number one, it's his uh, pointing at the whole uh, signature card that everybody wants and goes after. Um, you can buy an SGC 9.5 for $105. That was the most recent uh, sale. The PSA 9, the floor is $65. So you've got about a $60 risk baked in here. However, if that 9.5 transfers to a 10, you can triple your money. It's a $300, $280 card in a PSA 10. So that's the type of uh, plays that I'm looking for. Very low risk, high reward. Uh, the next one is uh, Formula One. And I don't pretend to know anything about Formula One. Uh, you guys, uh, I listen to you guys for my Formula One knowledge. I know nothing about Formula One, all right? However, I do know how to flip cards and make money. So that's this is where this comes in. Lewis Hamilton, 2020 Topps Chrome Formula One, card number one. SGC 10 just sold for $71. You cross that over to a PSA 10, it's $179. There's a $100 profit margin there. And a 10 to a 10 is a very high likelihood. You're not trying to go from a 9.5 to a 10. Um, I don't have statistics for 10 to 10s. I don't have that much. I've been doing more 9.5s to 10s than 10 to 10. But there's a $100 profit margin there. There's one where maybe you send that in in the SGC without cracking it so that if it doesn't, you still have the SGC 10 to, you know, then there's your only risk is your time involved in the in the small fee um, to do it. So there's one where maybe cracking is not the case. But if it flips over, there's a $100 profit. And then at the very beginning of the show, uh, you had met the preface of the Connor McDavid, I thought, Maybe somebody leaked out my information here because I have a Connor McDavid play. Okay. So there must be another one that Let's we're going to go. talk I'm about. I'm so here. into You go Connor first. McDavid. So the Connor McDavid play is uh, his young guns. Um, the young guns is, is probably his most desirable non-auto card, right? You can find that card in a BGS 9 slab. Now, everybody, BGS has taken a hit, you know, publicly recently. But one just sold a couple of days ago in a BGS 9 for $1,123. Now, this might be a little bit out of everybody's, you know, wheelhouse. Not everybody can play in that $1,000 market, right? 
But here again is a straight across flip. If it goes from a BGS nine to a PSA nine, that $1,100 turns into $1,800. You've got a $700 potential flip in this card. I actually bought yes. the BGS nine for the $1,123. That is my purchase that you will see. I am making this play right now, but uh, if you can get that for, even if the next one goes for $1,200, $1,800 is a PSA 9. You just got to go from a BGS 9 to a PSA 9. So there are three non-baseball, basketball, and football flips for you to profit on. You will hear a disclaimer everywhere else in the world related to this stuff. And one thing I don't do is give disclaimers. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. Go buy this because it's like, it's not like losing $1,100. It's like gaining to Chad's point, six to $700, hopefully. And even if you don't, you're probably going to get that money back if this play doesn't work out. Now, there are some that Chad said earlier that are risks when you're trying to jump up a grade or a half a grade, that's a risk. But in terms of this kind of thing, it's, it's, I think it's actually pretty solid and I'm okay recommending that everybody go do that. Now you might not have $1,100. I understand that. So that could be a risk for you. But if you do, I think it's more like walking into a store and basically taking $600 credit from the store. So I think this is great. Um, moving on to the audience Q and a segment. Um, I have a I have a question for you guys and the audience real quick because I have something I've never done before that I want to get your take on. But real quick, shameless plug, since Chad mentioned F1, there is an F1 card strategy show coming up this Friday with Rob Masora from Bob's Card Market and myself. So be sure to check in, uh, tune into that. What, check when out. is that? Uh, it'll be this Friday. We're going to do the live stream at 8 a.m. I might Eastern pop time. on. Yeah, that'd be great. And uh, if you missed the live stream, of course, you can catch it youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. You can catch it on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. So, all right, before we get into our audience Q&A, which is jam-packed, and there is a Connor McDavid play in the audience Q&A, I have a question for you. Lefty, you're going to be proud of me because I printed up my first shipping label ever. And I want to know. I mean, this your, was, was this, this your first label printer? This was easy, guys. Like, for whatever reason, I hadn't figured this out yet because blah, 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 blah. I lived in Spain for five years, was using PWC to ship all my cards, have since moved back in the hustle and bustle of things. Basically, was just writing everyone's address out. Yeah, that's not, the post that's office, not cool. All that stuff. And it was not scalable at all. So I just finally clicked this button on eBay that says print shipping label. Wasn't it sick? It is amazing for everyone who hasn't done this. Just click print shipping label, pay for shipping right there, set up payments through eBay and it prints off the label for you. So my question is lefty now that I have this and the best thing is it puts the tracking number in for you. So you don't have to like type out the tracking number. Yep. The yep. buyer gets it right away. It's an amazing experience. Can I just put this in my mailbox? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't even have to go to the post office anymore. Oh, mm -hmm. the nice ladies at the post office are going to miss me. But that's and okay. it's discounted rate. 
Yeah, it is discounted. Like it's, I paid a dollar less because uh, it's through eBay. So pretty pumped about all this. Where the hell have I been? Where <laughs> have you I, been? That's exactly what I, I would say. <laughs> if you're selling, if you are selling multiple cards a week, it is not very long that that label printer will pay itself off. Oh, it's amazing. I am so happy now. All right, thanks, guys. Got my question answered. Now on to the audience question. First up, Connor Doherty, who just is dropping an amazing ebook on sports cards. It's really, really good. So we're going to get his IG handle and promote that in later episodes. But uh, if, you, if you saw my Instagram story over the weekend, I, I promoted it. But he did a great job on an ebook. And he has this Young Guns play, similar but a little bit different to Chad's. And it is the BGS 9.5 selling for, he says around, I mean, and you can do the math on these prices, but $2,400 Canadian, uh, but, but uh, 4,200 to 4,800 for the PSA 10 in Canadian. So that's a, basically where Chad's play is a potential, say 600, $650 profit. This one is a potential 2000 $400 profit, but it is much riskier because you do have to go from BGS 9.5 to PSA 10. If you recall from last week's episode, audience member Brian Hunt did not have success just straight up submitting the slabs. So we would recommend cracking this if you're going to attempt it, but it is a gamble. Um, and Connor is wondering what we think he should do. Here's the data here in US dollars. 1862 for the BGS 95 according to sports card investor 3101 dollars for the PSA 10 let's help connor out here guys should he make this move would you make this move but here's kind of the twist he isn't comfortable cracking the slab himself so he's actually wondering if there's another option out there in terms of anyone else being willing to crack the slab for him and sort of be part of this play. So I mean, I'll really more, more answering the question. And I said, lefty might be willing to do this lefty comment on this. You, you said, you said you'll do it. What, how would you, what, how would you do this? What, how would you handle this? This is how I would handle it. <laughs> lefty, for those of you listening on Apple and Spotify is holding up. If you hear the clinks in the audio, it's because he's holding up some uh, cracked slabs. I'm going to do a video Coming up soon where I'm going to crack about 30 slabs. Uh, Chad's done this a lot. But Lefty, you said you would do this for him. Yeah, I've actually had one other person reach out to me and, and involve me in the situation where they were like, I have this. Actually, I have two. I've had two. One of them brought it to my house. He's a buddy of mine here in Kentucky. And another guy sent it to me in the mail. And they were just like, I don't trust myself. I know you've done it before. I have no, ex you know. Uh, no expectations. If you mess it up, that's m me letting you mess it up, you know, but I trust you with it more than I trust me with it. Um, so I've cracked people's stuff and, and resent it to them as well. So, so that's, that's great. Lefty's willing to do it for you, Connor. What about you, Chad? I I'd be willing to do it as well. I actually have had a lot of people here in Wisconsin send me their cards and I've been cracking like crazy. Um, I've been, especially for friends, I've been doing it for friends for nothing. Um, but in this particular case, I'm going to give him some knowledge here. This is a perfect example that he does not need to crack. I would send this into PSA yeah. with the crossover grade. Now it's $20 more. It's $40 for 
the crossover grade, but I would send it in with a minimum PSA nine grade yeah. because he can make a, a profit margin on a PSA nine. The PSA nines are selling for $1,800. So if he can get that for, let's just say $1,700, there's still a $200 profit margin there from a nine five to a nine. There's no risk involved there at all. Yeah. Zero. I like it. Love I, it I'm totally with Chad here. Like take, protect yourself, take the extra $20 and cross it over. Don't, especially when you've got hundreds of dollars of margin here, like don't be greedy. There, and, there's no floor to this. I mean, it's for sure going to cross over to a nine. So you've got a, I mean, you've got a guaranteed $200. Take, take the profit and hope for the 10. There's the answer, Connor. That's great stuff. And Greeny Green's about to start a slab cracking business. Greeny Green, we'd love to help you out, man. Email me. Email me about that. And uh, I would love to help you promote that slab cracking business. And good to know also that Chad and Kendall are willing to help out as well. Um, good stuff, guys. Moving along to uh, another question from Lou Schmidt. Thanks to Lou for the question. Uh, Paul, I heard you and Kendall have subscribed to SI Kids. Will Bronny James have an SI Kids card? And should I subscribe? Yes, you should subscribe. Yes, you should. Bronny James just played really well in a USA basketball uh, exhibition game over the weekend. He is now apparently a top 10 projected pick, which is huge up from where we all thought he would be maybe be a second rounder. Uh, 2024 NBA mock draft on ESPN has Bronny James as a projected top 10 pick, which is huge. Like Kendall said a minute ago, um, I would definitely subscribe. I have no idea when his SI for kids card is coming out, but I would assume because Victor Wembenyama had one, you will for sure see a Bronny James SI for kids cards card. In fact, I already have a subscription to SI kids. So does Kendall. I texted Kendall yesterday and said, I think I'm going to try to sign up for at least three more in the names of the other people that are in my household, potentially even one under my dog's name and see if I can get five coming to the house. And then I can get five Bronny James cards. What do you guys think? I, that's hilarious. First off, that's what I think. Uh, the dog is just sitting there just with his paws on the, on the, on the, article just reading away you know hey, if i get this happening i'm gonna hold up the the names of everyone so you can see uh poncha hickey the dog with the <laughs> with the subscription to si for kids poncha i love it let's go poncha all right so up next deborah roberts thanks for the question um long time <laughs> or long time listener long uh multiple time caller here yeah long time long time listener long time facebook group member Current nooffseason.com subscriber. We appreciate you, Deborah. This one's for you. Recommendations on what to do with Panini points. This is from the Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, go to sportscardstrategy.com. Click on the link to join the Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Panini points. I looked this up, guys. I don't know how you feel about this. Uh, there's just a, a bunch of utter crap yeah. on paniniamerica.net right now slash rewards. I mean, Players I've never even heard of. I mean, Deborah, if you want to redeem this for a Devin Asaisi 2020 contender, contenders rookie ticket variation, I mean, this is just what does Panini do? How does Panini think that this is even valuable at all? I mean, am I missing something? I think the point is that they know it's not. Well, they have they have specials where they will put a special card out every now and then 
and it's very limited and everybody rushes for them, which is why the Panini points have value. But this is a very simple answer. Sell the points. Sell yep. them. They bring good money on eBay. Sell them. That's what I've done previously. Good I've, call, Chad. Yeah, sell good the call. points. Glad you said that. That's kind of what I was thinking too, but I needed to get your guys' perspective. There you go, Deborah. Hopefully that helps. Uh, we're going to take one on the fly here. Hyatt Lazyar. Good to see you. I know the name. You've been a part of the show before. We appreciate your support. Um, and he's sitting on his Wemby SI for kids full sheet. Nice. Mm. When to move it, he says. Uh, NBA draft. Mm. NBA draft. There is going to be, it'll be the end of June. And it'll be like the dog days of summer baseball. Not quite the all-star break yet. And the NBA finals will be gone. There'll be no college football. Nobody paying attention to NFL because there'll be no NFL news. This is why I talked about the Wemby play a couple months ago anyway, because June will be the time when Victor Wembenyama will probably be the only name you hear other than maybe golfers because it's golf season and maybe some F1 stuff. But Victor Wembenyama will be the only name you hear. Like if you play a drinking game in June, and it's drink every to take a shot every time you hear Victor Wembenyama's name. Like you're gonna be just absolutely trashed for the entire month of June. It's gonna be nothing but Victor Wembenyama. So I would list it in June. Also, there's gonna be some summer league hype. So if you miss the listing in June, say you're on vacation or you forget or it doesn't sell for the price that you want it to sell for, and you do a buy it now having it listed in July for some summer league hype. It's going to be the same thing. There's also going to be some runway for the Wembenyama cards um, during his rookie season, because there will have not been pro releases out yet for quite a while. So unless like lefty and I speculated, maybe there's going to be like a Wembenyama signature release where he signs with a company and does an exclusive like Trevor Lawrence did a couple years ago that could maybe take some, wind out of the sales of the SI kids card. But I think for the most part, you're going to be good there, Hyatt. So thanks for the question. Um, up next, Oh My Shoes. And again, you will learn his real name if you tune into the Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell on Thursday. So I'm excited to reveal Oh My Shoes' real name. Uh, he says, Pro Skater Cards. Audience update. They make these cards with pro skaters with real materials that they wore or used while doing the trick on the card. That's pretty sick for those of you who are interested in these kinds of cards. There's only 300 available for sale, and he was the first person to buy one. Just four different uh, rarities being this is the one of one. Thought it was cool. He's supposed to get it on the 20th, but he's sharing a photo. Uh, Jamie Fay, I guess. Is that right? I'm not familiar with pro skating, but uh, in interested to, uh, to hear Foy. more from anyone who is uh, Foy. Thank you, Kendall. Jamie Foy, interested to hear from anyone in the audience who's, who's – um, down with with cards like this pretty cool though i see the relic there that he's you know and and the picture of the trick is pretty sick too so that's cool thanks for sharing it shoes uh jamie foy yep shoes in the comments uh greeny green back to the women yama comment mentioned scoot henderson so i'm definitely interested in scoot as well um all right rusty emma gart this is a good one you guys are going to need to help me with this uh lefty and chad um, can you successfully flip on whatnot, drip, et cetera? Um, what are your guys' opinions on this? You know, to me, I don't have experience doing this, but I know Lefty's a breaker. Um, I would think that flipping on these platforms is totally different than 
uh, eBay. I know that there's probably a good opportunity to buy low on some cards potentially, but lefty, what do you think about this question from rusty? Um, I, I've sold on whatnot before. Um, and there are stuff that it will go for more than it's worth. And then there's stuff that will go for less. Typically the stuff that goes for more is the dollar cards. Um, you could smash some dollar bins at a local show and then just do a, a dollar sale, <clears throat> throw them up for a dollar or two, get people bidding on them. The, the real thing that you're going to have to focus on at a, on a whatnot um, auction is if you have viewers in your chat. Like if you have one dude in your chat and he's just sniping everything for a dollar, you're going to lose money on it. Yeah, that sounds pretty risky, but <clears throat> maybe there's some upside there too. So Lefty, how hard was it to become a whatnot seller? It was much it was much harder to become a loop seller than a loop seller than it was to be a whatnot seller. But still, you, you, I needed uh, you know documentation of being a, a business and some other things. Like I had to, they ask you some of your structure questions. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's more than just signing up for a social media platform. But they do uh, they do approve people more for whatnot than they do for. Uh, if you've signed up for something like Macari or something like that, you you probably would be able to sign up for whatnot. Public service announcement up now from Brett, an audience member, about gem grading. And I'll absolutely second this one because I've been burned by this. But he says, big fan of the podcast. Keep up the good work. With the increase of attention the show has been putting on cracking and resubmitting the PSA, people might start looking for other cracking opportunities outside of SGC, BGS, CSG, and HGA. I know I did mostly to test out other grading companies. There's one grading company that I tried and which was a big failure, Gem Grading. Their slabs are all over eBay, seem to be selling quite a bit. I bought four cards, mostly low-end, cracked them, which takes about 10 minutes per card because they're about one and a half times the thickness of BGS. I was thinking that the tens were probably eights, but all four were trimmed, making them worthless. Yes, sir, I had that happen to me. Three of the cards were bought with uh, from one seller, which has sold thousands, another seller with not many sales. To be clear, I assume they were trimmed, but here are some pictures. I'm not showing the pictures. He just shared me, shared the pictures with me and did not want me to share them on the show. Um, basically, there was a Kobe, uh, Kobe from 1996. And uh, he's wondering, Chad, have you encountered like 1996, the tops? Or tops chrome being smaller in general than regular cards? No. Um, I have a lot of experience with the gem grading. Um, I have bought a lot of gem graded cards, and they all are either trimmed or they will come up with the best grade I've ever gotten a crossover was a was a PSA eight. Um, matter of fact, I just got a submission back last week that I had rolled the dice because they were cheap um, on two Cal Ripken Jr. 1982 tops cards. You know, with the where there's the three three players on the same card, his his 82 tops not as traded. And uh, I bought the gem mint 10 cards, cro cracked them, crossed them over, and they both came back eights. Um, I did have several other cards that uh, have come back trimmed. Gem grading is a very inexpensive 
I'm guessing they probably do it out of their, you know, somebody's garage or basement or something. It is not a very highly regarded grading company. So if you're going to buy gem graded cards, make sure that you're paying raw or less than raw prices. Yep. Um, back a couple questions to Rusty's question on whatnot. Greeny Green says he bought a $400 Trevor Lawrence off of whatnot, sold it a month later for $700. That's an amazing, that's a win of the year right there, Greeny Green. Thanks for sharing. And Hyatt Lazier says he has cheap slabs, gets cheap slabs off of whatnot and can turn and flip on eBay for 40 to 80% profit. Sports that's card strategy show bringing it strong here, guys. That's one of the things that I had mentioned early on with the flip to fund your PC. Whatnot is a great place to buy cards in bulk um, or buy them reasonable. I've done whatnot shows. I've done um, other types of loop. I've done loop. Loop is a loop is not easy to get into, as Lefty mentioned. But whatnot's not that hard. You take a class, you sign up, you fill out some stuff. Um, but I have not run a whatnot show in about four months because you'll I've if you can't get at least 20 or more viewers in your in your room, you are going to lose money left and right. Yeah. 20 is about where I found was a break even. And if you can get 30 or 40 or 50, well, now you're making money on whatnot. But it's not easy to get that many people in your room. It really isn't. But it's a great place to buy cheap. Yep. That is However, a do not buy on whatnot and expect to send in for grading because the people are selling their cards on whatnot are the ones that are, they know that they're not going to get a PSA nine or 10. I've, I've made that mistake in almost every card I thought looked great. The best I've gotten off of whatnot was an eight. So those it's strictly a buy and flip on eBay or someplace raw, do not try and grade raw cards from whatnot you will not yep. it will not end well yep good stuff from chad all right we got a few more to get to here this is from travis elko new subscriber to the website thanks travis happy to answer any of your questions on the show or in person uh which 1989 and 1990 michael jordan cards are worth grading i thought i would dive into this real quick so 89 and 90 Jordan, you've got hoops and you've got Fleer essentially. So I think just running the numbers, uh, raw 1989 hoops goes for about $20. PSA nine goes for about 35 and a PSA 10 can go for about 160, 170. I would say under Travis's context, I believe he's opening boxes. So I haven't seen the card. Like, First of all, you got to look at the card. For this particular one, if it doesn't look like it's going to grade a 10, I would sell it raw just because the grading fee, like you're, I mean, $34, you would make a little bit profit. So if you think it could get a nine and you want to grade it in a bulk submission, that's fine. But I don't know, unless you really, really think it's going to gem, there could be a, it could be a loss. And for 20 bucks to sell it raw, that's pretty good. That's why I say maybe sell that one raw. Now, I was surprised to see the 1990 hoops base in PSA 10 goes for $300, which is extremely high. Now, the PSA 9 goes for 22. It sells raw for three. My logic here is if it looks like it could gem, you could, I would grade this one because 
if you get a nine, you get your money back. You're not going to really sell it for anything raw. And that data could be a little bit tainted just because you could have some really bad conditioned raw cards. And that's why they're selling for $3. But still, the PSA 10 upside of $300, I never would have thought until I dug into the data that I would have said grade a 1990 hoops base Michael Jordan, but there could be an opportunity there. Now on the FLIR side, for sure grade the 1989 FLIR because you're looking at a situation there where if you're ripping one out of a pack and it's even somewhat centered and in good condition, looking like getting a nine and a bulk submission there, $56 for a PSA nine, that's a profit. $1,150 for a PSA 10 is huge. I wonder if we don't dig into a crack and submit situation there later, Chad. Um, and then the 1990 FLIR base, you heard me in my L of the week where I actually got the card during the show. <laughs> uh, this was the card I'm after for the crack and submit. So um, I do think this one's gradable as well. You're going to get $30 for a PSA 9. You're going to get 251 ish for a PSA 10. And you're only going to get about $5 raw. So I think breaking down the Michael Jordan 1989-1990 plays, we don't have a whole ton of time because we've got a few more to get to, Chad. But do you have anything else to add to that one? Yeah, the reason that the NBA hoops, the 90 sells for more than the 89 is because the 89 is a white border and the 90 is a silver border. And they're extremely hard to get a 10 with that silver silver edged card. Um, they, they chip really easy. The, the, in 1990, because they were mass producing so many cards, the, the quality of the cardboard is not great. So you get a lot of, it's really hard to get a 10 in, a, in those NBA hoops. Um, and with the FLIR, the 89 FLIR, the reason that those go for so much is centering on those is damn near impossible. Um, it's really hard to get a centered 1989 Jordan. So that's why those bring so much money. They're, they're, it's really hard to get a centered. But uh, um, yeah, they're, you can buy a box of hoops. Um, you can buy a box of 89 or 90 hoops for probably 45 to 60 bucks. And you'll end up with three to five Jordans out of it. So it's a fun rip. Not a lot of, you know, it, it's, there's, it's a fun rip and why not? One of the first sports card strategy shows ever done. I analyzed this in terms of ripping that box. And at the time, PSA was still at an enormously high grading fee and it didn't make sense. But now that you can get the bulk value submission for $19 a card, it actually does. So I'm glad you said that. Moving along to the next one. Lefty, we're going to need your help on this one, and we may or may not know the answer, but Travis Elko also asked, what is the sealed pack on 2016 Prism football? Um, there's like this uh, blaster box, I guess, in this photo, and there's a sealed red pack attached to the blaster box. I can kind of try to – I should have Googled this before the show. Didn't have time to – does anybody know what, what the heck this is or what it could be? I feel like that's a Chad special. I, I've never seen that before. All right. All right. <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to follow up with you later on this, Travis. Sorry. I just absolutely pooped myself on that one. But if anyone in the audience can comment on this on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Paul Hickey, uh, we'll try to get back to Travis on that one. Mystery pack sealed to the outside of a prism 2016 blaster box. This could also just be like a promotion from 
the company that is selling this just to give some extra value. It may not actually be from Panini. I have no idea. Um, okay, this is a good one from Duke Dodson at Graybo's Sports Cards, Graybo's Card Shop in Richmond, Virginia, graybo'scards.co. Um, I did not know the answer to this one, so I had to look it up, and I think Chad can verify this for us. But he says, we have a customer that has a Trevor Lawrence one of one, but it's beat up, bad corner, bad edge. He's asked if we can get it authenticated only with no grade. It does not have an auto. <clears throat> um, how do you do this? Now, I'm going to give some credit to a another YouTube channel, uh, how to grade uh, AMP 100 has a video called how to grade PSA card as only authentic. I watched his video. Basically what he said was go into uh, PSA and do submission type grading and then no autograph authentication. And then on the actual, when you add the, he says, then add the card. So go into the whatever submission level you're going to do, bulk value, whatever. And then he says, when you actually add the item under the notes, comments, request section, he says to add something that says to authenticate the card only and not put the number grade on. But then he also says to add a sticker, a sticky note on the actual card saver that says to please authenticate only and not number grade. Is this misinformation from this video or is this right, guys? Do you guys do you guys have any uh, any experience with doing something like this? Yes. Okay, Chad, that what's is, your experience? That's accurate. Okay. They, they will do that uh, if you put in the notes. I've never put the sticky note, but if you put in the notes, authenticate only. PSA gets paid their 15 or 18 or 20 bucks. They'll, they'll do what you ask them to. Yeah. There you go, Duke. And uh, I may start doing that on some cards that aren't that aren't looking like they would get a good number grade as well. Um, all right, up next, this is just a cool one. Getting some props on IG from someone named Bel Air. He effing loves our show. Stumbled across you guys trying to find a good podcast. Ended up with a great one. I've never been a podcast type of person, but y'all changed my mind on that real quick. Can't wait to catch one of the live streams on YouTube. Keep inspiring and doing what you're doing. By the way, can't wait to check out Graybos. I live in Richmond. I never heard of them until your episode. Very cool. Um, oh, my shoes. Sharing a box of mystery cards that he pulled at a local card shop recently and found this. Uh, Hank Aaron, new all-time home run king card. He says it comps anywhere from 15 to 35 bucks. That's interesting. Not sure if... Chad or Kendall has any comments on that? Going once, going twice. Cool Sold, card. moving on to, uh, this is a good one. Revisiting Bowman U one year later, are they legit now? So Lefty, do you remember this? A year ago, we talked about Bowman U. This was before they were licensed. And we did it in reference to cards. We did it in reference to like, pre-rookie cards. So I was yeah. talking about in this video and thanks to Greg DeGuardi, uh, who kind of says, Hey guys, I, you know, good video, but I think you guys should revisit this now that Bowman U is licensed. Um, I was basically saying like, don't fall for like Panini instant draft night stuff. Don't fall for like, you know, anything that's like before the pro release of prism kind of a thing. And I have since, since then a lot has happened, right? Like 
Bowman, you has had these first cards you've had, like we were talking about, should you buy like this Kenny Pickett on the video? I was saying, don't necessarily buy the Kenny Pickett under the context of, okay, yeah, it's not licensed. I do like that. It's a Bowman university first and it's an auto. That's cool. But also like wait until the pro release. And I think all of that context led me to make a recommendation on those particular cards. I like the way Greg phrased his question on the YouTube comment. Can you guys revisit this now that things have changed, right? Because now Bowman University is licensed. So now you have, for example, like a Caleb Williams at USC. It's his first Bowman autos and they're licensed in a UFC, a USC uniform. So now you have a, a very different situation on these first Bowman cards. Um, Bowman U. Lefty, you want to take this one? I mean, I like the I like the opportunity of a Bowman U card that's that's fresh. Um, I think it's probably not the most investable th card, but in the short term, NFL always takes like a year to get their <laughs> to get their stuff figured out, um, and then you're investing them late. So if you're wanting to invest on and and just profit off a of sheer uh, excitement uh, about people being drafted, things like that, Bowman U is probably the way to go. Yeah, and I think Greg, just to add to that. There's a huge runway. So in Caleb Williams's profile at nooffseason.com, I updated it today. I, I kind of explained this. There's a huge runway now with a guy like Caleb Williams. And the fact that you're going to have guys that aren't eligible until NFL drafts several years ahead of when they're first. Like now, like whereas a year ago you had like Pickett, but you also had Will Levis and you had some of the guys that are coming out in this draft in that release. So there were a longer runway for those guys under the picket situation. At the time I did that video, there wasn't a really long runway. So you have to look at like, what draft is this guy potentially going to be in? And if it's like Caleb now he's, you still have a year. So like when Benyama now Caleb's Bowman Chrome first university autos have several potential hype spikes, not just one and a runway into his rookie season. So I really actually really like, some of these Bowman U plays more to come on that. Um, couple, couple ones on the fly here before we wrap up guys, greeny green says he would never break a single hobby box, but he's been thinking about buying a case and breaking it. Is this a bad move? Is this a bad move or a really bad move? Kendall, I'm sure it depends greeny green on what, what release this is, but yeah, I mean, it depends on the product, but, um, we do case breaks, uh, quite a bit and make good money off of them. Um, now this isn't that wasn't that's not personal break. We're like we're doing it to uh, break you know packs for a lot of people. Uh, but if you have the margin for it and you're going to sell all the hits in it and things like that, then yeah, it is. I mean, we pulled a Jackson Holiday auto um, out of ours our case, um, and we some several color autos and stuff. There's a there's a chance you lose money. You have to be okay with that. But also, you're going to get to rip a whole case. Like it's pretty awesome. <laughs> So. Yeah, Greeny Green, let us know how that goes. And he adds, can't wait for the Arch Manning license Bowman. You great call. Yeah. There's a lot of good, a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, last question of the day before we sign off. Hyatt Lazier. Don't know about the mystery, but Dave and Adams is selling the blaster for 349. This is the 2016 NFL Prism Blaster. Last sold on eBay 330 that Travis Elko was talking about. Hopefully we get someone intelligently commenting on the YouTube video of this show 
at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey or tweet at no offseason card or at lefty McKee or email me at Paul at no offseason.com and we can help Travis follow up. I'll do a little bit of research before next show. Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show. This has been episode 77 brought to you by NoOffseason.com, GraybosCards.co in Richmond, Virginia. Lefty, do you have anything else you want to add? You already talked about FC Cincinnati, so do you have anything else you want to add? I can talk about them again. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I'm excited for this week. Um, Continue to look forward to Bowman 23 release and our baseball and soccer shows that are coming out in the next week. All right, everybody. Chad, thanks so much for being on, man. Everybody have a great week. Don't forget to listen to the Soccer Card Strategy Show this Wednesday with Lefty and I, and then the F1 Card Strategy Show this Friday with Rob Masora from Bob's Card Market and I. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye.